Have you ever revisited your childhood home? It can be a strange and fascinating experience. When Jane Sinclair visited hers, she was flooded with memories, understandable, but she also rediscovered a family treasure. My family were what could be called arty, maybe even bohemian, or from my perspective, as the child growing up in such a household, embarrassingly different. About 56 years ago, we moved into a lovely old weatherboard house that had been built on a hill overlooking Port Phillip Bay. It had a long, wide veranda from which glimpses of sea could be seen through the tall trees of our increasingly overgrown garden. Our neighbours kept their trees neatly trimmed to take full advantage of the view, but my parents loved trees as much as they loved sea views. We had moved there from an even older home, surrounded by even more trees, in a suburb of mainly neat houses and manicured lawns. In the back garden of this house was a small cottage made up of two old tram cars placed parallel to each other with a room built between. For a while, my uncle Bob lived in this tram car cottage where he made a meagre and unreliable living making ceramic pots and sculptures. Such was his penury that if it wasn't for his ability to grow a few veggies and harvest shellfish from the local beach, Uncle Bob may well have been severely malnourished. With his wild hair and untrimmed beard and his tough feet perennially bare, Uncle Bob wasn't cut out for life in the city or suburbs. His favourite habitat was the bush or a deserted beach. One of the joys of my childhood was mucking around with a lump of wet clay in the tramcar cottage with Uncle Bob. Sometimes it was an escape from boredom, other times it was an escape from yet another of my parents' terrible rows. My mother was very fond of her brother Bob and appreciated his art. Once his clay figures had been baked to a rich red earth colour in his homemade kiln, they could survive any weather. So as well as having many around our house, quite a few nestled in our garden. And of course, when we moved to the house with the wide veranda, they all came with us. The house we left behind was destined for destruction the moment we sold it. Many units were built on the land where my childish imagination once created ghosts, goblins and fairies, and my Uncle Bob created his clay figures. The second family home was also to be our last. By the time it was sold about 12 years later, I was living in a share house with friends and my parents had separated. It takes time to become nostalgic, so decades passed without me giving much thought to the house where my parents had continued to fight with each other, but usually stood united against their rebellious teenage daughter. I often sat in floods of tears on the wooden steps leading up to the wide veranda with only Bessie, my faithful golden retriever, to console me. About six years ago, driving along Beach Road with a friend and his young daughter, I spontaneously suggested a slight detour to see what had become of the old weatherboard house on the hill. To my surprise, it was still standing, but looking uninhabited and very dilapidated. I approached a neighbour who told us that the house had been vacant for years, so we decided to have a look around. It was sad to see the state it was in. The wooden stairs I had sat on with my Bessie were half rotten and blocked off with coloured tape. A sign attached warned against stepping onto the unstable floorboards of the high veranda. At the back of the house, there were areas of disturbed earth where someone had been digging for no apparent reason. As we walked past, 
my friend's daughter noticed something half buried in the dirt. Immediately, I recognised the rich red earth colour of terracotta. I could hardly believe my eyes. It was one of Uncle Bob's clay figures. More than 40 years since it had been left behind in the chaos of moving out, there it was, a solid reminder that this abandoned wreck of a house had once been beautiful, and in the garden, terracotta figures once sat in the dappled shade of leafy trees or squatted half-hidden under flowering shrubs. This had been our home. The sculpture is of a man playing a lute and now sits on a bookcase in my hallway. Even though he is missing his head and one hand, it means more to me than all the other sculptures by Uncle Bob I have around my house and garden these days. Jane Sinclair with her story about a precious object and the Uncle Bob she's referring to is ceramic artist Robert Langley. That story was produced by Michelle Weeks with sound engineering by Angie Grant. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.